Rams 17, Giants 9. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by John Boyd Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We're 0-4. 0-4. A lot to unpack, Justin. Um, you know, we'll, we'll start with Jones. We'll talk about coaching. Um, hell, there was a fight after the game. The defense looked solid. It's not doom and gloom like it was last week in anger, but I'm I'm still really frustrated. Um, it sucks, man. 0-4 sucks. I cannot stand losing and just starting out the season 0-4. Like, that sucks, man. We spent all offseason getting ready for this, and then the first four games, we are just, we're losers. Like the, like the intro song says, I'm a loser, baby. Bobby Skinner, I made some tough personal decisions today. I said some not nice things to a friend of mine who was a Dallas Cowboy fan. I had an energy drink plus Mountain Dew, which I don't know if I'm revved up or I'm tired right now. And I had a sinly and an inappropriate amount of pizza to just topple all on top of it. See, I'm the exact um, opposite. I don't eat on Sunday. Like, I literally haven't ate today because I, I fall asleep. And But I had two mason jars worth of coffee. So, yes, this does stink. This absolutely does stink. Being 0-4 stinks, especially if you've been following us. You know, we do talk about this team. We're here every week, twice a week, three times a week, five times a week for the for the final six weeks before the season actually started. But, Bobby, let's start off with this question. Giants did lose 17-9. It was a winnable game. You can argue that three games out of the four games have been winnable games, but you can definitely say two games out of the four were winnable games because the Giants were putting together game-tying slash game-winning drives for two out of the four, the Bears and now the Rams. But, Bobby, let's start off with this question. Big picture. I always like to start off with the big picture questions to start off Monday's show. Do you feel better about this team overall? Today, right now, Sunday slash Monday morning, do you feel better about this team overall after watching today's game versus how we felt last week? Because, yes, this does suck, but do you feel better about where we are as a team? No. Now, if you told me, if it was just simple as, hey, we lost by eight points to the Rams, I would be, I would say yes going into this game. But the fact that we scored nine points, I don't care what the defense, I, I, you know, we'll talk, I am very pleased with the defense. But the offense putting up nine points is it's just unacceptable, and we'll get into the nitty gritty of it. But it, it's it's unacceptable. I mean, what is was our our dis, discussions going into this season, Justin? And this is why we wanted to sign like Logan Ryan and a corner and in camp. It was literally, and it's been the exact opposite. We said this offense can score points. We want the defense to be good enough to let us outscore points. It's been the opposite. Our defense has done a fantastic job. Even you know they did um get destroyed by the 49ers, but I was actually happy with the way Patrick Graham called that game. Um, we're not going to, you know, not going to open that can, can of worms again. And the offense has sucked. Daniel Jones went every game last year with uh, a touchdown. He went his first 13 games in, of his career. He had a touchdown pass. Most of them were um, multiple. And these last three games, he's had zero, zero. They threw one time into the end zone and I forgot what it was like to throw the ball into the end zone. Um, so no, I, I I feel worse because the offense is what we had expectations for, and they have not lived up to them, at, not even close to living up to them. It seems like after that first half of the Pittsburgh game, everything's been downhill. Bobby, there's been 137 offensive plays the Giants have run since they've scored a touchdown last. 
and you're you hit the nail on the head with in terms of wanting to go out and sign Ross Cockrell, make that little move that can push the entire team forward, sign Logan Ryan that can push the entire team forward. Not that it would fix the defense, but that you're giving the defense a chance to help the offense. You know, that was our thought that was heading into the season. Nowhere did we think that we needed to sign a, a wide receiver, trade for a wide receiver. That was not a thought that was running through our brains, but yet here we are, and we're talking about the inconsistencies of wide receiver three, of Damian Ratley, the fact that he was here just a few weeks ago. And while you can't blame CJ Board and Damian Ratley, you know, for their when they get their opportunities, they look decent, but what are you Besides expecting out of those guys? Where Board did drop a ball, Tate Tate had a drop, Slayton had a drop, um, just not good. We're on, just we're on not pace good. Now, for 36 I'm, drops this year. How about that? Who, who said we couldn't top what happened at Duke? I'm going to answer my own question because I think, you know, again, Bobby's coming from the point where I think, Bobby, you're a little bit more hopeful. You were a little bit more hopeful about turn, maybe turning some things around. You're always an optimist. You're always going to say the Giants are going to win 77 to nothing, even though obviously we know you're not serious when you say that. Um, and then the last couple weeks, I've been a little bit more of a pessimist. But so coming from the pessimistic side of things, while there are many things to be frustrated about this game, including Daniel Jones, uh, he was the worst quarterback in the National Football League in terms of his complete uh, completion percentage over expected. Even though he had a 63 completion percentage, there were a lot of throws that he missed. His expected completion percentage was 70%. That tells me he was not as accurate as he should have been. We'll talk about that final drive. Um, the decisions that Joe Judge made to not go for it on fourth down, and in my opinion, to go for it on that fourth and long, I thought that was that was iffy. But regardless of all of that, very, very pleased with the defense because while the offense was breaking and while the offense was doing nothing, the defense didn't have consecutive drives where they just lost it, where they just lost it for the team. And while you couldn't blame them in weeks past, they kept us in the game this week. And they really, really kept us in the game up until the end, where in the past, they would not have done that. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I get your hype about the deep. Let's 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 all right, let's move into Daniel Jones though. Um I think we could put it simply on that last throw. That doesn't make any sense. He had room to run. He was our leading rusher again today. Um he had room to run there. I I tried to like be like what's going in his head is like because he was running, he thought maybe that corner would like come off to help and run support and he'd needle it in. He doesn't. I mean um and the corner is able to make the play. It's an interception. Uh, I mean, that's just... I, I don't get that one, man. I, just, I don't get that one. Um, I felt like besides that, he was... Like, he had kind of a solid game. It's hard to tell. Um, last week, I last week I would... I You know, ranted on Garrett. This week, I need to actually go and watch it before I can say it. Um, I like the way they used Evan Ingram, even though Ingram only had, you know, 35 yards. But it seemed like his catches were in big moments. You know, he did have a, have a start with a drop. Yards after the catch, too. That was the thing. If you look at Evan Ingram's spray chart on NFL Next Gen Stats, and instead of the little button hooks, square in, square outs, whatever, he was getting a lot of drag routes. He was getting crossing routes. And it was fun to see him operate in space. That's something that we talked about, Bobby, where you want Evan Ingram catching the football where he already has a head of steam and he already has momentum going. We saw that today. And it led to some productive plays on his part. Um, 
tough to <laughs> it's, it's all tough to come by. But that was a positive from this Giants offense. Bobby, I'm gonna be really looking on looking for this on the all twenty-two. I had a I had a tweet about this last week, and you told me to go easy on Jones because it's a small sample size. Because I didn't want to just take two missed throws that he had last week against the 49ers and say, see, this is what's wrong with Daniel Jones right now. Because also a lot's wrong with Daniel Jones. I feel like he had more missed throws by the sideline and outside the numbers. And this is something stemming from his rookie year that I'm trying people to think who which are ones were there. I, I, which, I'm trying to think. I think, he had a, I think he had a missed throw that went over the head of Slayton. There was a comeback route that he had a misthrow over the head of Slate. And this is why I need to go back and watch. You know, this is a reaction pod, and I'm giving my reaction. And these are things that I'm watching out for in terms of trying to answer what's going wrong with Daniel Jones instead of just trying to give excuses and just say it's the turnovers. We do need to watch in the All-22 to see how Daniel Jones does when he's throwing towards the sideline and when he's throwing outside the numbers. Yes, there was a play last year where he threw to Caden Smith, and it was a great play between three defenders. But we need to see these good moments, and we've seen more bad moments, and he's missed wide receivers when he's throwing past the sticks and towards the sideline and outside the numbers than we've seen him hit guys, besides that one play to Caden Smith that you have sent to me. I mean, he had the same throw against Ratley to Ratley last week, the one that Ratley fumbled. Anyways, let's 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 talk big picture with Jones. Missed throws. Missed big throws. But I'm trying to think of, like, come back to Slate, and I can't, I don't even, he was super late on that end zone throw to Slate. Sorry, I was reading the chat. Um, big picture. The heat is on Jones, um, and it's up to him to take the heat off of him. Now, does what people say online and media have anything to do with what the Giants um, front office will be, whoever the GM will be? Um, if there's a new, you know, no. But the heat is on him, and it's up to him to take the heat off of him. Um, I like Jones. I get, I'm giving him. I'm giving him time to grow. Um, you know, Solaris was hitting on him. Like going through progressions quicker. That's something that rookie QBs, you know, or, or young QBs have to go through. Um, and he has been laid on stuff. That's why I, but I let, I let QBs grow. I don't, I refuse to overreact to his first 16 games, um, especially these last three that have been uh, pretty bad. Um, so I'm going to let him grow. I'm going to see what happens. And here's another thing, big picture, because I know like everyone's like tank for Trevor Lawrence. We pride ourselves on not just repeating others. So allow us the opportunity to go do our own homework on guys, you know, without me, you know, doing tank for this, blah, blah, blah. So allow us to do our homework and allow us to have this season and evaluate this season. So big picture, that's where I'm at with Jones, you know. Yeah, yeah, because part of, part of you know, when we get the question of should we move on from Daniel Jones? And Bobby and I are in a particular position where that is the question that Giants fans are asking, but part of answering the question, should we move on from Daniel Jones, is, is there an answer out there for quarterback that the Giants should possibly invest in and, and can possibly get that would replace Daniel Jones? Because, and I've said this even going back towards the 2018 draft, and this is just common sense, you can't just draft a quarterback to draft a quarterback. You can't. You can't. Right. So... <laughs> And, and and that's that's where we are. So if you're going to ask us our opinions on should we move on from Daniel Jones, we don't know yet what the other alternatives are around him. But also, Bobby's right, and I think this is kind of I think this is even though it's a no shit Sherlock kind of take. I think Bobby needs to say it. 
Daniel Jones just does deserve, because of what he did in 2019, he does deserve the season to play out and to see what he can do to finish this. And season, he's going to get the there season. There's still anyways, a large portion too, of the season you know? left. Like, it's not, we're not going to yeah. bench him for McCoy or anything. And like I said, if we just repeat others, we would. I would have been high on Haskins, you know. Um, yeah. So allow us, you know, allow us to season to talk about Jones and then evaluate. So I just, I know Monday shows we get a lot of people who are like, "Hey, what are they saying about the QBs?" So. Um, that last turnover is just a freaking killer. Like, we're not talking about other plays if he runs that ball there. If he runs the ball there, it totally changes. But nine points, two games in a row, no touchdowns. It's it's unacceptable for the offense as a whole. Um, All right, but here, Bobby, um, to go back to my point about throwing towards the sideline and throwing out by the numbers, in a way, and this is kind of a hot take, in a way, I don't mind Jones making that throw, that final throw and that final interception. interception. Guy was open. Yeah, but he had he had room to run. He played. If if there was no time to run, if there was if there was a guy in front of him, yeah, that's a that's a turnover that happens when you're trying to win and you haven't made the score. But there was room in front of him. But you are of the opinion that you would rather your quarterback be risky and take chances. Now the game is on the line. Situationally wise, though, you know. Situationally, but he was open, and instead of throwing it towards the sideline and in front of him. He threw it back shoulder and behind him. That was also an incredible play, an incredible individual effort that the cornerback gave there on a diving play. But if but Jones read it right. I'm telling, and this is my opinion, I could watch it again and I could change my mind, so allow me to have that liberty as well. But the throw was there, the guy was there, the throw was inaccurate. So if we're talking about a completed ball, the throw wasn't inaccurate. Of, it was a back shoulder throw. He could have thrown it towards the sideline, and it would have been a completed ball. It was towards us. It was as like as close to the sideline as it could back be. Back shoulder, back shoulder. No, it was a back shoulder throw. He threw behind him. He didn't throw in front of him. We don't want. If he would have thrown it in front of him, it would have been an easy interception. It would have towards the sideline. Is my point. You're not. If there was any more tires to the sideline, it would have been out of bounds. That's away from the defender. So you're at least giving your wide receiver a chance to go after the ball. But the receiver wouldn't have had a chance either. Him. Nobody would have had a chance if it yes, was Yes, he would have. If you're throwing it in front of him, your wide receiver can put his hands out towards the sideline to bring the ball in. His momentum was already carrying him towards the sideline. So I'm not hating. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm not, I don't I'm know not what hating you're the saying, decision. To be honest. It was... What I'm I'm not hating the decision. I'm hating the ball placement. I of course you have to tuck in and run and you keep the drive alive. It's a second and five. You still have a timeout left. There would have been some fifty seconds left as well. So you keep the you keep the drive alive and you keep the game alive. But I'm saying I don't hate the decision. I hate the ball placement. I'm the ex- well. I'm, I'm the it. exact opposite of you. So. Um, on that one, but usually you are the one to say that I want my quarterback taking chances, and he took a chance there. Would have it would have put us on the three yeah, yard line when it makes sense to take a chance. If there was a if there was a spy in front of him, yeah, take a chance. But there was no spot. There was he had a first, he had a first down, so he turned down a first down for an interception. That's that's the difference. Um. Okay, so Jones Jones talk. Do we? I mean, do we have anything else? Um. He needs to be more accurate. He needs to be more consistent. He can't turn over the ball. Simple, simple as that. Um, I don't have any. I don't Coaching. have any like strong opinions on Garrett. Like I said, it's hard to. It's hard to say. Um, the let's let's talk about how the game progressed though a little bit on offense. The first quarter, man, was brutal. First quarter and a half, and I was like, 
Thomas looked bad. The whole, like, the O-line looked bad. Like, you know, nobody was getting open. That, like, whatever that one play was where the receivers didn't even run their routes. And it was a, like, I have no idea what happened there. And then it seemed to progress. The Rams set their front to where we could run the ball. And we finally ran the ball. I mean, Gallman, Lewis, and Freeman had 18 carries for 98 yards. That's 5.4 yards per carry. That's that's really good. And that was that's what I said going into this game. Is like, as much as the Rams have Aaron Donald, they don't stack the box like other teams have against us. And like it helped running the ball. And you've seen like the offensive line as a whole, where like the first quarter, like, what the hell, Thomas? You know, you didn't really say his name after that. I, you know, I, you know, obviously we have to go back and watch stuff. But if you felt good about the offensive line after that. Yeah, Bobby, the thing that frustrates me most about this offense is the offense has had opportunities to put points on the board and touchdowns on the board multiple times this year. I felt that similar to when the Rams had that fumble, Austin Johnson had a good individual effort and he forced a fumble. And then here we are. We're in the we're on the LA 34. <laughs> and it ends up in a field goal. And, and that also includes a play where Daniel Jones had a nice play-action fake, and it was Damian Ratley over the middle of the field, 17 yards. Funny and convenient how, once again, that you're running play-action, and really one of the only times that we're throwing the ball down the field when we're running play-action, and it's working. So, doesn't count in the second half. I actually want to talk about how we threw the ball down the field a little bit more towards the second half. But, missed opportunities. Ends up in only three points. Um, As the game went on, I think when the Giants and when Jason Garrett actually wanted to throw the ball down the field a little bit more, I think in the third or the fourth quarter, there was um, a square in route that uh, Darius Slayton ran on the outside. Golden Tate was running a streak down the field. Since Golden Tate had the slot corner strapped right on him, it brought the safety deep down the field as well. So it left the middle of the field wide open for Darius Slayton. And I think Darius Slayton even had some yards after the catch after that play as well. So when Garrett... It wasn't much, but when he tried to, you know, in, uh, invite Jones to throw the ball down the field, he did it well, and that's when the offense was moving. And lo and behold, because you know, possibly the Rams were respecting that, the running game opened up. Yeah, yeah, the run game did. Like, like I said, they they didn't overload the box, and we ran the ball. And it seemed like they're like, okay, they're not going to load the box, and then we're going to run the ball, and they did it well. Um, you know, Jones uh, and Gallman were tied with the lead with forty-five yards, but the running backs had a whole. As a whole, had 98 yards on 5.4 yards per carry. You're um, very happy with that. Um, I'm interested to see how the interior offensive line performed. Um, Nick Gates was out there getting nasty. We'll talk about you know the fight at the end. Nick Gates showing some fight. Um, it seemed like people actually are happy with Nick Gates after a game. So um, it's hard to. Here's a question that you like to ask. Ask it. I think there was maybe one play. There was one play, and it was. I don't even think it was that significant. How many times were you saying Aaron Donald's name tonight in terms of something that he did well? The sack on was it a sack that he got on Thomas or he just hit Jones on Thomas early in the game? Besides that, I mean, but to your point, that's the only time I remember is when they had him as a defensive end on Thomas in the first quarter. I can't remember if it was a sack or a hit. Um, but that's that's the only time I remember. I thought I felt like I felt like the offensive line played good as a whole. The like I said, the, after the first quarter, Justin, I was like, how the hell, like yeah. this offensive line report is going to suck. It's just going to be everything negative. I'm going to hate talking about it. And then it seemed like things got better as a whole. Matt Parrott played one drive. Um, I went back and watched it quickly. 
it looked like he got saved a few times. Um, uh, on the O-line report, I'll literally go through every pair play. But I, after re-watching it, he didn't give me anything to be like, dude, start this guy now. Yeah, it seemed like there was a, a one particular play where he got beat off the edge and then he did a nice job of just washing his guy out towards the outside where Jones had an opportunity to step up in the pocket. We said it during the offseason. We said it during, you know, in, in terms of pr- preparing for the season that Matt Parrott is going gonna, is gonna to be a guy in development and there's a chance that this offseason, depending on who may come in at general manager, depending on how even this current regime feels about Matt Parrott, that there could be a replacement either signed or drafted in front of him and that wouldn't be the most unreasonable thing to do. So... Um, looking forward to your little breakdown, but Bobby, in terms of Garrett, and I, I kind of want to attack some things, and we'll try to go in chronological order with this, with this offense. How did you feel? Because partially, well, because partially, when the running game started to pick up, was during a, ironically, during a two-minute drill at the end of the first half. How do you feel about that? Where the Giants they were prioritizing running the ball during a two-minute offense where usually what you're trying to do is you're trying to throw the ball so you can try to put seven points on the board instead of three. How did you feel about how they attacked that two-minute drill towards the end of the first half? At first, I didn't like it, but then I played the results because it got them down into field goal range. Um, And it seemed like they are just like, hey, if you're not going to play, if you're going to play two high safeties and stuff, we're going to run the ball on you. And I feel like that's the way they played it, where it's like we're not going to force anything and then if it works, we'll work it and we'll we'll throw the ball. And, and, you know, they got three points out of it. So I'm happy with that drive. Um, I'm fine with that. Where, And I feel like this is the first real criticism of Joe Judge. And I, I agree with it. Doesn't mean like we're like out on Joe Judge. But those two fourth downs, I I really think they should win. I think they're both like fourth and four or less. I, I know you went through And they're it. at midfield. That's the thing. They're at midfield. <laughs> well, even the one that I remember is when we kicked the field goal. When we were at like the 15 yard line or so, that's where I was like, yes. we should have went for it there. Um, and then the one, the one, the midfield one is where they did the little uh, screen pass to uh, Tate. I was like, in my mind, I hate those kind of plays on third down. But I was like, okay, but if if you could try something like that, if you already decide you're going for it on fourth down, they didn't go for it. Um, I know it's a very fan thing to be like, just go for it on fourth down, go for it on fourth down. But the league is moving towards a go for it on fourth down type. The offense wasn't. It's not like we trusted the offense to just keep on putting up points. So I felt like we should have went for it on fourth down on both those opportunities, Justin. So especially the drive that you talked about first, we had a 26-yard run with Wayne Gallman, which put us towards the middle of the field. Then It was run, run, and then pass to Tate on that, on that screen. Yep. So it was a four-yard run, three-yard run. You're feeling good, especially after that 26-yard run by Gallman. The offense is starting, it's the running offense is really starting to get their momentum. They're really starting to get their feet feet under them. So, Bobby, you know, even though I'm a very pass-heavy ha- pass guy, you're at the LA 47, so you've crossed that 50-yard line threshold. It's third and three. Your offensive line is dominating. It's third down, and at that and at that point, what was, the, what was even the score? The score was 10 to 9. <laughs> the score was 10 to 9. The game is there for the taking. So on third and three, what do you do? You run this play action little 
little uh, De- Deion Lewis gets blown up after the play action fake and the little bubble screen to Tate. Jalen Ramsey makes a nice play. If you're, you should be in four down territory there because you're trying to win the game. And this is probably my biggest critique to Joe Judge and Jason Garrett stemming off of this game. You are playing to not lose instead of playing to win. Kicking all those field goals, punting and pinning down the Rams defense when you should have been confident in your defense today. You're playing to not lose instead of actively trying to win the game. So on that third and three, why not have the cojones, especially if Joe Judge and you know Dave Gettleman, they're talking about how we want to be a team that runs the ball. We want to run it down your throat. We want to be tough. Third and three, run the ball. And if you don't get it on third down, go for it on fourth down, and you're going to spread the field out maybe a little bit, and then you can get the first down. But instead, you had a negative play on third down, which then I can understand why you may want to punt the ball on fourth down since you already had a negative play. So that's bad on multiple ends, on third down play calling and the fourth down decision to not go for it anyway. Yeah. I, I... Because then what happens? One, one, one more thing. Because then what happens? They punted the ball. And then there you go. Cooper, Cooper Cup had had a had a fifty or fifty five yard touchdown. So what did punting the ball do? It did nothing for you. Yeah, I agree. I think we should have. You know, the offense wasn't doing enough to where you couldn't take advantage of those opportunities. And that's, you know, I think me and you both have the same take uh, in this game, Justin. Is that we're a bad team, and bad teams don't take advantage of opportunities, and they kick field goals. And that is what we have been yep. the last two weeks. We have not taken advantage of opportunities that our defense has put us in. As like. You, the defense was bad last week, but at the end of the day, they had 13 points at the end. Like it was, it was supposed to be a one-score game at the end of the first half, and the offense did not get, did not put it up. So, um, I'm good on offense and coaching. Can we switch to defense? <sighs> I have. We have differing opinions on going forward on fourth and eleven and not taking the three points. I actually think that they should have taken the three points. You had to get a touchdown um, either way, so I'm fine They did it. have to get a touchdown either way, but also I think you would have given the Rams the same starting field position if you were to kick the three points versus not going, not getting it on fourth and 11. Yeah, but if the Rams so get a first down, then. everyone's telling – how to, how could Judge be that dumb to not go for it there? You know what I'm saying? Well, for, I, well, I mean, if he's not, if he's if he's dumb enough to not go for it on fourth and four, why would you go for it on fourth and eleven? I think it's a bad look. I think it's a bad look of not being sure what your football team does well. And yep. and this is Joe Judge as a first year head coach. I think he's going to learn. Um, but it's one of those things where it, it looks it looks like you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I I would push back on that. The other fourth downs were options. When you don't go for it on fourth and four midfield, so, but Bob, that's a decision ha- of what should we do here? Where fourth and eleven is more of like, hey, we have to like. There is no decision to be made here because if they get one You're first down, to not lose. If they get one first down, you don't get the ball back. So I mean, that's stuff that like Shermer punted last year and people lost it on lost it on him. I get like your defense well, is Shermer didn't. So I you know I I get that um you know our defense has been good, but like I said, a first down and the game's over. You know, luckily they got it back and they you know he had to score a touchdown either way. So I was a hundred percent fine going yeah. for it there. But if you scored a touchdown, you're winning. You're winning the game instead of tying the game. Which what what play call do you draw up for a two point conversion? You know, <laughs> the offense hasn't had any snaps. Barely besides Pittsburgh Steelers week one after Deontay Johnson fumble, which we couldn't even punch it in. Then what play are you drawing up for a two point conversion? So again, your play calling and your coaching to not lose instead of actively being aggressive to win. But I think the fourth and eleven was aggressive. Anyways, I'm not gonna. 
go back and forth semantics. I we well, you screwed on yourself that on that because because you went for it on fourth and eleven. You screwed yourself by not because you, you didn't go for it on the fourth and four. You screwed yourself. All right, let's talk about the defense. Let's uh, let's talk about the defense. No need for a break on this show. Um, to pit it simply, the defense was fantastic. There was a um. A blown coverage on that touchdown to Cooper Cup. You know, well, the first drive, it's like they do this long, methodical drive. It's like, here we freaking go again. Here we go again. And then after that, they were solid. And then they have a blown coverage when the Rams ran a hurry-up offense on third down. It's a corner blitz. Love, who wasn't really in for the most of that game, he doesn't realize it, and he lets his guy go wide open, and Cooper Cup gets a touchdown. But overall... I was very impressed. I'm glad Tay Crowder's playing. That was an interception, by the way. I don't understand how they turned it over. Because it looked like it like it would didn't look like, oh, there's not enough evidence to overturn it. It looked like it was an interception from the views they showed us. It looked like there was space. So I don't understand how they overturned that. I don't know if that changes the outcome from the game. But to me, that was an interception. And I feel like that's not a homer take to have. But he looked really good. He was flying around there. He was he was making plays and pass um defense. I was glad Tay Crowder was out there. I don't want to. I'm not going to ramble through every defensive player, but I, I'll start with that. I was very happy with Tay Crowder. Yeah, that's one of those things where you're not sure why the after the review, why the ruling was the call on the field stands and it's not confirmed. The fact that it was even reversed because you couldn't now. Sense. I I couldn't tell. Now, I'm confident that you could tell, but I couldn't tell where I'm even just watching it saying, how could they return this? Show me the angle where you could decisively conclude that that ball hit the ground. You couldn't, you could not see where if that ball hit the no, ground. You couldn't no, see. No, it, it didn't make any sense. Um, so, defense as a whole, it seemed like Ryan Lewis got most of the snaps at cornerback, too. And listen, I'm not going to pretend I, I was keying on, in on him, but whenever they throw it at, threw it at him, there were some overthrows, but he seemed to be right on his guy. He's yeah. I, I I'm not gonna overreact to it, but it looks like Ryan Lewis will be the cornerback too going for like going forward. I guess that's not an overreaction. I think we're confident saying Ryan Lewis is the cornerback too going forward. Yeah, yeah, and even this this run defense had me really concerned in the first half. But they buckled down, and the box score numbers look particularly good. I'll be interested to see how. Some of the analytics sites that I look at, how they rank the Giants' um, defense in terms of their rushing performance because they look at things from a situational lens. But they really buckled down towards the second half when the Rams had the lead and what they're known for, and they ran it down the Bills' throat last week. The Giants really buckled down. I mean, Malcolm Brown had nine carries for 37 yards, four yards per carry. It's not bad. Uh, Henderson, eight carries for 22 yards, and Henderson's been Henderson's been the main guy. Yeah. He's been the guy that that's gotten the most yards He'd per carry. He's been averaging six yards he was, per carry coming into this game. So, and he was down, and he cut that Giants defense cut that in half. So towards the second half, while the first half it really looked like they were being beat just up front, Dexter Lawrence, Donald Thompson, Leonard Williams, they were really getting pushed off the line of scrimmage. They really buckled down the second half, and Jared Goff averaged eight yards per completion, which that's pretty good for an offense that usually utilizes play action, bootlegs, stretch plays. Um, uh, crossing routes, which it's so difficult to defend crossing routes. Uh, screenplays, I felt the Giants have been, you know, really bitten sometimes by screenplays. They did a really good job of stopping all of that. And, you know, while, you know, maybe allow four or five rushing yards every once in a while, I would rather allow four or five rushing yards every once in a while versus allowing 10, 15 yard passing plays, which the Giants didn't allow. So really, really good job. That's why I'm really feeling good about 
where we are right now <laughs> compared to previous weeks because the defense gave us an opportunity. They, they gave it the win to us on the silver platter. Yeah, it sucks we didn't win because we could be sitting here like starting this episode like, damn, this defense, man. Patrick, like, I've been very happy with Patrick Graham, and obviously we're talking nice about them, but it just changes the way you talk about them. I think Tay Crowder was a big part of the crossing routes thing because the Rams like to do that. Mm. Him and Blake Martinez have been good in coverage. I and I, I said this when I was um I was live streaming. Blake Martinez has over exceed has just blown my expectations away. Um, him and Bradbury have been awesome signings. Gettleman's you know it's basically ninety nine percent he's gone at the end of the year, but I I'm glad he let he's leaving us with those two guys. Those guys have been the dudes. I know you'll bring I know you're gonna bring up Bradbury, um, not making the tackle at the end, but those guys have been dudes. Blake Martinez has been a baller in the run game. He's been good in the pass game. Uh, I have been so happy with the way Blake Martinez is playing. And honestly, I feel like he, him, those, Bradbury probably the most just because he's been dominant. But Blake Martinez being the middle linebacker for this team, I honestly think is a big reason of why this defense looks different than last year. Because Janoris Jenkins no, was decent last year. I know people hate him. And they'll be like, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. But Jenkins was decent last year. Um, not as good as Bradbury's been, but like Blake Martinez, I think is the difference between last year's defense and this year's defense and Patrick Graham, no, by I agree. the way, too. Patrick Graham, too. I agree. I agree. Uh, Patrick Graham seemed to get burned a little bit on that, that play call where Cooper Cup, there was a, apparently there was a blitz and it left the middle of the field wide open. That was just totally I'm not gonna fault him on not that. covering it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault really anybody on that because you're playing a high-powered offense, and you have to expect that they're going to hit big eventually. <laughs> you know, you have to expect that they're going to hit big eventually. And I 100% agree. Blake Martinez is really making me eat crow right now, and I will admit that, and I will happily admit that. He's really flying sideline to sideline. He's making some good plays, and it seems like he's also making everyone else around him better. And it seems like the guys around him, including the guys up front, are making him better as well. I thought Dalvin Tomlinson had a really good game. He's not a guy that we've said his name quite often. I thought he stuck out the most. Uh, Dexter Lawrence had a really nice hit on Henderson. I believe With Marcus Golden, man, it Marcus felt like 2019 Golden. all yeah. over again. Those two guys making plays together. Because <laughs> it seemed like yeah. oh, last year, those are the two guys making plays together. Um, Simenez went down. I think he may have came back. Fackrell went down and then did come back, and Fackrell had a good game. He had another sack and uh, three tackles for a loss. So Austin Johnson made the contract worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Carter has been good. I will say I hate that Marcus Golden's not playing. Part of me understands it, but I love Marcus Golden, and he had ten sacks for us last year. I wish there was a way to play him more. I really wish there was a way to play him more. And there, you know, they could play him more, but. I really like Marcus Golden, and he came in and I just chipped my tooth. Um, I hurt. Son of a seahorse! Oh boy, seahorse! What did you do? I chipped my tooth when I was talking. I mean, I didn't actually chip it, but I like the bottom, my bottom row, like scraped the top row and really messed it up. Oh no! Damn! Oh my! Damn that! I don't like Ooh. live radio. Oh man! Um, leave all maybe, that better be left in. Um, I, I'm not editing a single thing this episode. I'm going to bed. Um, so what was I saying? Marcus Golden not being on the field. It I sucks wish he could play, also, I feel bad that play, we brought him back to yeah. not play. I really do. And I, I get this as a business and stuff. And I think I probably got on you. I think I got on you for saying this, 
but I'm on the train with you. Yeah. I, I, I feel for this guy that he doesn't get to play because he's a good football player. Yeah, because the thing is he came off a 10-sack season last year, didn't get paid. Now he's only playing 30% of the snaps, and he's on the plus side of 30. <laughs> so it really does stink. Um, Marcus Golden's father is not happy on social media. If you he have any kind be. of interaction with him, he's not He's not very happy, and I feel very bad. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. Um, it sucks. We should be ranting and raving about this defense, but it's a loss. So it's like we can't spend 30 minutes going on about how good the defense is. But also, it, Bob, Bobby, it has to be the secondary because I don't really know. I mean, Austin Johnson had a free-range sack. Kyler Fackrell, I feel like, had a coverage sack, which I'm not going to – I usually don't fault people for getting coverage sacks because it's difficult to get back there in the NFL. It's difficult to get back there and hit the quarterback in today's NFL with how fast guys are letting go of the ball. So I'm not going to fault Fackrell on getting a coverage sack. He had another sack to his resume for this year, so good for him, and he's playing 50% of the snaps. So but it has to be the secondary, and it's very tough to tell when you're just watching the broadcast and you're watching the telecast of – Oh, you know, Logan Ryan had a really good play here. James Bradbury, Ryan Lewis, blah, 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 blah. But because the Rams really didn't expand the field, and I really was thinking to myself before the game, I'm like, it's going to be all day with these crossing patterns. Jared Goff is just going to drop back with the play-action fakes 10, 10, 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's just going to sit there, sit there, sit there for three and a half seconds, wait for something to eventually come open with the Speedy Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and that was going to be the formula all day. And it didn't happen. It didn't. Very good on the defense. Like I said, even people... Actually, no one really gave me heat on this one, but I thought I, thought I was going to get heat. That I was very happy with the way Patrick Graham called the 49ers game. Um, they just... They they beat our bad players. Um, one of those was... By the way, Devontae Downs did start the game, and he sucks. He is so bad. The fact that they ever believed in this dude blows my mind. I've never seen a guy get broken down so easily. And not just on that one play. On uh, last game against Chicago, like he just gets broken like he's the he, I think I could juke him. I do. I think I could juke if you give me like one, if you give me five carries against Devontae Downs, I think I could juke him on one of those. If not at least give him a nice stiff arm as he falls to the ground. I'm obviously exaggerating for the people but like, you, know, you think you could break a foul player? No, that's that's not a hot take. I mean, it is when you like sit back and think about it, but I, I get what you're saying. No, no, nonsense. Um, so, so it we we suck, we suck. Bad football teams find ways to lose games. Good football teams find ways to win games. Bad football teams don't take advantage of opportunities and settle for field goals. Good oppor- uh, good teams. Score touchdowns. That was almost really good. I messed up at the end. Here's something that we almost forgot. Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey fight, fighting after the game. Like a, a real life fight. Not a pushing match. They were fighting according to people. I know people are like, this is the disgrace. If you know the story, and we'll do you know a five second synopsis of it. Uh, Jalen Ramsey um, had, was, had, a, had Golden Tate's wife pregnant and left her. And left her for uh, another woman. I'm all for it. You can't fight him in real life or you'll go to jail, Golden Tate. So he waited until after the game to fight him. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You can say it's a disgrace and that he's supposed to be a culture guy and he sucks, which isn't wrong. But I'm I'm 100% for him 
fighting Jalen Ramsey. I have no problem with that. And I love the way Nick Gates comes to guys' defense. And I think people like change, like people are like, why would Nick Gates try and fight Aaron Donald? And like, that is part of the reason why he's better than Spencer Pulley. He does not, he's an alpha. He's not afraid of anything. There's nothing that phases yeah. Nick Gates. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm all for the fight. I, and I'm just a big fan of fighting in general. I love fights. You are. You're a big fan. I could care less. I guess the the big spin positive out of all of this is that Nick Gates got in the middle of it twice, and that's the guys that you want on your offensive line. You don't want guys that shy away from that stuff. And no matter what, even if your teammate is fighting over whether you think that's petty reasons or not petty reasons, which it's not, um, I, I the th- Golden Tate, Jalen Ramsey... I think this, like, the reason why these guys, you know, they live public lives. They're they are celebrities. Football players are celebrities, and I think it sucks that all of this information about their personal lives it gets aired out, and I think that stinks for them. Like, I feel for them. I wouldn't want people knowing. It even stinks for the woman and the wife that was involved. It stinks for her that all of that personal and public, you know, that personal information is aired yeah. out. So that sucks. Um, but. Positive spins, but I can care less about Golden Tate fighting. I can, I could care less culture. Don't really care. Golden Tate sucks. He's not going to be on the team. Um, good for Nick Gates, no matter what it is. Like, oh, there's a fight, and somebody's going after my guy. I'm going to beat the crap out of him. Good. Yeah. So, the guys that we want. That's culture. That's good culture. Yeah. Culture. People get triggered by that word, and it's just, it's just, Sorry. it's just coach speak. Culture is, is something that every team says, and then when you're losing, it's annoying. I get it. But I saw people like actually getting mad about this. Like, what do you expect you know him to say? What do you expect him to say? You know what's more say? annoying? What? You know what's more annoying? When your football team doesn't score points. Yeah. So that's... instead of talking about culture, 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 why don't you get mad at the New York football giants for not scoring points? How about that? Yeah, that's that's. I think that's the point I was making. But people were mad like at Joe <laughs> Judge for saying like, you know, the he said so he's had a comment about culture. It's like, dude, you guys talk. He gets talked to for two hours a week to the media. Of course, he's gonna like say like cliche football stuff. Anyways, anyways, any? I mean, anything else? Let me go through my notes real quick. Let's 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 look at the the nights the notes of Bobby Skinner. Jones stats, last play. Jason Garrett throw to Slayton in the end zone. Um, drops. Um. O-line early, parentheses pert, Gallman, Lewis, Freeman, their stats. Um, they, oh, they were get, they were forcing us to run. Offensive line report pert, Nick Gates fight, drops at least three. Joe Judge in capital letters, defense, Tay Crowder, Fackrell, Dex and Golden, Blake Martinez, wide receiver stats. So those are my notes. I, I, I think we hit everything. 137 offensive plays since we scored a touchdown. Um, Bad. That's the note that I have down. Here's a programming note. Because we suck, we are going to have fun on this podcast on Wednesdays and Fridays going forward. We're having a little group meeting. Friday podcasts are about fun. For Until we start winning games, we're going to have fun. We are not going to be a miserable podcast. We are not going to make people hate us because the Giants suck. They are not going to affect us negatively. So Wednesday, call in voicemails. What's the voicemail number? Do you have it? Yes, give me one second. Get, uh, talk, Let's talk see if I can get there. it first. One, two, three. 732-443-0862. I will say it one more time. 732-443-0862.
leave a voicemail, leave something fun. We're going to try and like, like what we do doesn't change what this team does. So Wednesday, Monday shows are going to suck because we suck. Wednesday shows, we're going to try and have some real conversations and some fun. And Friday, Friday episodes are all about fun going forward. Fun Fridays. We're going to have fun. Damn it. Um, I feel like a dad being like, why aren't you guys having fun? Did all this for you. So like I said, I'm not going to Bobby, we're, we're running early. Um, so here, here's a question. A little preview of Friday's show. Cowboys allowed 311 One game rushing back. yards today. That if if uh, hey uh, big big what if pod. If we can get a little bit of a run game going, Bobby, against the Dallas Cowboy defense, and our defense can continue to play pretty strong against good offenses. What do you say? First place. First place. <laughs> May, misery loves company, and I am enjoying the NFC East sucking. It is it is true that misery loves company. We're going to be one game back. While the Eagles are going to lose this game. It's a halftime right now. They're up 8-7. to seven. While we're only one game back of the NFC East lead, I'm pretty sure if the season ended today, we would also have the number one pick. Yep. First place in our division would have, like, the sixth pick. <laughs> that's wild this is why they this is why when people get mad about the um the the giants and cowboys playing week one this is why they do it because like hey the nfc east we got to get you guys wins and the only way to do that is have you play against each other so that's why the nfc east plays each other so much early in the season they tried to not do it one year and they'll never do it again the nfc east will be playing we will play the cowboys week one next year book it there's no way they're letting this happen again Let's go, Giants! Help back. us, God. Um, so we're going to be doing more streaming. Got some new streaming equipment, so if you have enjoy looking at that, um, subscribe to the YouTube. YouTube is becoming our biggest thing, honestly, um, because the podcast is on there now. All right, let's end this damn thing. Can I? Can I? Can I have? Can I have a little bit of a rant? Durant. I'm not going to say which page. I'm not going to say which page. Are you talking it's about very, the people who are just blatantly page. stealing our stuff lately? No, 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 not that. Oh, let's read dumb tweets. Is there any dumb tweets to read? Yeah, there, there, there are some. Who is the biggest account, a biggest Giants account on the NYG internet? NYG Daily. Do you want to know what he's really good at? Doing the Dave Gelman record List, after each um, game. Listing, listing off the record of the New York Football Giants. Very, very good at that. Now I understand. I can understand wanting to showcase the reality of how bad this football team is. You have the biggest following out of any Giants page on the internet. This is probably also including Instagram, not counting the actual Giants page. (laughs) And what you do in your analysis every single week is listing off the record of the Giants. And he also just listed off uh, Golden Tate's stats and his contract. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep. Get a free magnet um, if you're able to... Who wants a free magnet? <laughs> I was so pissed this morning. I was pissed. Um, I could tell. Oh, I was... I think they knew it, too. They did know it. I replied... Anyways. All right. Let's end this damn thing before we get ourselves in trouble. Call into the damn show. How about that? Don't cuss. No cussing. Stop cussing. We'll be back on Wednesday. 
Until then, let's go Big Blue because we suck. <laughs> <laughs>